0: This is Samia Bano with Make Change Fun and Easy Podcast to help you create massive positive change in your life and the world. Hello. Just give me one moment. Some something's moving on the screen. I want to make sure we are live and everything's all good at the technology end okay all right that seems to be all good now okay so welcome hello and as um has been my tradition the last so many times uh i'd love to give multiple greetings all the greetings actually that i know so say hello salam shalom kaal, namaste aloha and hola hey if you know of any other greetings please share them with me but you have to let me hear how you say it because of course I can read how greetings are written in many languages by just googling it but if I don't know how it sounds then I don't want to mess it up so please if you have a greeting that you can share with me share it with me so I can hear you say it and then I will see if I can do a good job of saying it back accurately okay all right thank you so much so okay in case you don't know who I am already my name is Samia And I am your happiness expert and author of the book, Make Change Fun and Easy. How to Create Inner Peace to World Peace in Three Simple Steps. So I've been doing these uh, weekly broadcasts and I've been sharing bite-sized lessons on the theme of my book and actually going even deeper in the um, way that I am addressing the issues that I talk about during these broadcasts that have been addressed in the book, and now you're getting a more updated, even wiser, uh, deeper reflection from me because since I've written this book, I have continued to learn and grow and become even wiser. Good or good? So I have picked a quote and I have been, over the last few weeks, sort of breaking it down for you because it's full of so much amazing wisdom, I cannot cover it all in one broadcast. So first of all, let me just go ahead and read that quote for today and then I will tell you what part of it we are going to be focusing on, okay? So the quote is by Prophet Muhammad, and in this quote, he says, Wondrous is the affair of the believer, for there is good for them in every matter, and this is not the case with anyone except the believer. If they are happy, then they thank God, and thus there is good for them and if they're harmed, then they show patience, and thus there is good for them. Okay, so the part we are going to talk about today is, and if they are harmed, then they show patience, and thus there is good for them. we'll actually also end up talking a little bit more about the idea of who this believer is you know for whom the state of affairs is so wondrous what do they actually believe Um, now if you actually have been following all the broadcasts in the series you will see that i've already talked a little bit about this um, idea of what what do you actually believe in order to help you have this mindset that allows you to find good for yourself in every matter so what what, what are the beliefs that inform that mindset so we're going to talk about that also a little bit more today And then I'll probably end up doing another broadcast where I just more exclusively talk about this idea of who the believer is, what they actually believe, um, and why this quote uh, or this teaching by the Prophet Muhammad, why he insists that this wondrous uh, state of affairs is only possible or true for the believer where, you know, there is good for them in every matter. But okay, so we'll talk more about that next time. So back to this uh, broadcast point of focus, which is to think about, and if they are harmed, then they show patience and thus there is good for them so when you think about being harmed and you think about what are possible responses that you can have in that situation your patience certainly as an idea that is very likely to come up, right? It's like, okay, I, I've been harmed. I'm struggling with something. I'm dealing with some kind of adversity in my life. I have to be patient. But the question that I really want, but I know for the longest time for me, when I thought about being patient, it was about just sort of gritting my teeth and just tolerating the situation and you know just doing the best i could to survive through it get through it so i was in other words also you know wanting for it to end waiting for the situation to pass I didn't want to be in that situation. I didn't think actually that there was anything good in that situation. I thought it was a bad situation and I just wanted to be able to get through it. And there was definitely the sense of stress and tension that I experienced in my mind and heart as I attempted to practice patience. In the face of that difficulty or in the face of that adversity. And honestly, that's how I saw most people in my life practicing patience. In fact, I would even say maybe all the people I saw in my life until very recently, I started noticing that there is a different way we can be patient. And I think that different way of being patient is actually what this saying is talking about. Oh, by the way, I noticed MJ Peace is watching. Hi. Thank you for joining. Uh, let me see if there's a way I can... I'm doing this on my phone, so. I hope I'll be able to see if you make any comments, but right now I only see your name. So if I miss your comments because I'm on the phone and I don't know how to navigate this app very well, please don't mind. I'll be sure to check for comments after I'm done and I will respond to them. So everyone uh, is welcome. Even if you're watching this uh, after I'm done with the live part of this podcast you're welcome to uh, leave your questions or comments or reactions um, under uh, in the comments under the video once it's posted so all right okay so back to the idea of there's a different way of being patient and this different way is an even better way of being patient Right, because, okay, so think about it like this. In this quotation, you know, we're talking about a state of affairs where there's good for me in every matter, okay? We're talking about this being the case for the believer, okay? So now I'm going to say a little bit about the believer and what the believer believes. I think one of the things that this believer that's being referred to in this quote believes, actually believes in this idea that there is good for them in every matter. This believer that is being referred to in this quote, like, has deep trust and faith in this idea that there is good for them in every matter. You know, uh, earlier, uh, in one of my earlier broadcasts, I shared the quote by John Adams, I think it was, that that every problem is an opportunity in disguise. And I think that's the perspective that this believer takes, the believer that's being referred to in this quote, that in every problem, there is an opportunity. And so what's the opportunity that we have when we are feeling harmed or thinking we have been harmed or experiencing some kind of harm in our life? Well, according to the saying, the opportunity is the opportunity to practice patience. But what's so great about the opportunity to practice patience? You know, if all it is is we're like oh, gritting our teeth and hold, you know just tolerating our way through the situation, what's so great about that? See, I don't think that's so great. I certainly <laughs> didn't feel great, you know, going through uh, going through that kind of uh, situation. So it's like okay. So if I'm not practicing patience in that way, and that is not the true opportunity, then, then what is the true opportunity in the practice of patience? So I think this is where another teaching in Islam comes in very handy to help us uh, better understand how we can better practice patience. And so this is actually a notion that is both uh, present in the Quran, it's a teaching that's present in the Quran, and it's also something that, you know, we know the Prophet Muhammad practiced in his life and taught other Muslims, all Muslims, to practice. And that is this teaching that whenever you find yourself facing difficulty, facing any kind of adversity that you seek refuge in God, seek refuge in God. And there's actually an Arabic phrase that pretty much all Muslims have memorized um, in Arabic. And it literally translates to, I seek refuge in God, right? like, so the extended version of it is I seek refuge in God from the Satan, the accursed. So right now, let's focus on the idea of seeking refuge in God. And what does that really mean? You know, and how is that? Like, why are we taught? To seek refuge in God as one as as one of the first responses that we make to uh, to to uh, facing hardship or feeling like we are in trouble or in difficulty. So I actually looked up the definition of refuge, like just in the dictionary on Google, like what does refuge mean? You know. And so refuge is defined as a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger, or trouble. So refuge is a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger, or trouble. It's a condition of being safe or sheltered. So what we are doing by seeking refuge in God, what we are actually doing is we're seeking safety, we're seeking shelter from danger, trouble, pursuit, you know, whatever is bothering us or hurting us. That makes sense. It's like, okay, I'm in trouble. I want shelter. I want safety. Right? So that, that's a very logical, logical response to feeling uh, you that you are being harmed or in, in you know in some kind of trouble. Now interestingly when you think about the believer though again, right? And what the believer believes so Again, as a Muslim, not only have I been taught to believe by this uh, quote that I've been sharing with you and other teachings in the the teachings of Islam, not only have I been taught to believe that there's good for me in every matter, but I've also been taught to believe that God loves me. God takes care of me. God is ever-present in my life and in fact there's a beautiful verse in the quran that talks about how god is closer to me than my jugular vein and that is always true that is always the case there is never a time when god abandons me or just leaves me to my own devices leaves me by myself to deal with things on my own no never that never ever happens god is ever present and is uh, always loving, always merciful, always compassionate towards me, you know? Okay, so if all of that is true, if I truly believe that, then the moment that I seek refuge in God, I'm actually reminded that I'm already in refuge with god you know isn't that amazing (laughs) yes it's like i'm here i am seeking refuge in god and that reminds me i'm already in god's refuge i'm already in god's refuge because god never abandons me god never goes away (laughs) he's always god is always there to help me love me protect me you know, and he's doing so even now, even in this moment. And so now when I remember that I am already in God's refuge. Ah, remember, refuge is a condition of being safe and sheltered from all danger and trouble. Right? So I'm, I, I'm now realizing that I am already safe. I'm already sheltered. <sighs> what a relief, right? Yes. So as soon as I seek shelter in God, and then I recognize, I realize that I already am in the shelter that I'm seeking, then I'm able to relax. and that is you know the the great opportunity because when you are able to relax in this knowing that you're completely safe and loved and you know in in, in God's refuge so it has so many benefits it number 1 immediately fills my heart with gratitude Right. And last, uh, last broadcast that I did, we talked about how when our heart fills with gratitude, especially when it fills with gratitude towards God, you know, that our relationship with God actually deepens and becomes even more loving. You know, we grow to love God even more. You know, because it's just, you realize, oh my gosh, I'm being loved right now. God is taking care of me right now. And and through that care, through that sheltering that God is um, giving me in this moment, the refuge that God uh, is is, uh, giving me in this moment, that's actually God loving me, right? And so when you realize that, when you recognize that, it increases your... um, sense of love for god and your appreciation of god and you become even more grateful for all the amazing um, blessings that god has given you in your life and so right there you know that that's a huge huge benefit of you know of, of practicing patience Then you feel you have been harmed but but there's more So, another really great, amazing benefit of being able to just relax in this moment of, you know, in, in this situation of feeling challenged or harmed, but being able to now relax in this, knowing that you are safe, you're taken care of, you're loved, you can... Now shift your focus to thinking about the opportunity that's in this problem. Right? Remember, every opportunity, problem is an opportunity in disguise. Right? So, if you're while you're still worried about the problem, it's very difficult to see the opportunity. But once you're feeling relaxed and safe. In refuge you know because you know you're in refuge already then you can very easily shift your focus to thinking about huh where is the opportunity right where's the opportunity what are the solutions what are the next steps that I can take to help resolve the situation um, and you know the thing is that you also realize and recognize in that moment that you don't have to figure all this out by yourself. You're in God's refuge. He's there to love you, take care of you, guide you. So there's like no reason to be stressing or freaking out or anything. You can just like just relax and be focused on the opportunity, the, the solutions, the bright side so to speak, of whatever the situation you're in is. Ah, And how amazing is that, right? And so you begin to see, again, like why uh, the Prophet said, Prophet Muhammad said, you know, wondrous is the affair of the believer, for there is good for them in every matter if they're happy they thank god and thus there is good for them and if they're harmed they show patience and thus there is good for them (sighs) i just love it i just love it okay so that was the main point i wanted to make um from the perspective of what muslims believe and what muslims think and so forth but i also want to just take a little bit of time now and talk to you about this idea from a different perspective so in case you're not a muslim or you just don't share the same beliefs or concept of god that i have or that i believe in that's cool you can still learn from this uh, and, and, you know, like really, really um, allow this to inspire you and benefit you. So how can you um, look at this in a, in, a, in a different perspective that's not so Muslim and Islam specific? So this reminds me of a quote um, by Albert Einstein. And Albert Einstein, he said the most important decision we make is whether we believe we live in a friendly or hostile universe. The most important decision we make is whether we believe we live in a friendly or hostile universe. Okay. Because the thing is that our beliefs have a causal direct impact on our thoughts, which have a direct causal impact on our feelings, which have a direct causal impact on our behaviors, which has a direct causal impact on the results and the circumstances that emerge in our life. And this has been proven um over and over again um you know through through research um in in positive psychology among other disciplines you know this this causal chain or or this causal link between our beliefs thoughts feelings actions and the results that emerge in our life and this is actually a really really key and important idea so i will just uh, tell you again what that what this causal chain is so it goes from beliefs lead to your thoughts lead to your feelings lead to your actions which are directly causing in part not in whole but in part the results that you see in your life okay so if you want to change the results in your life you need to think about how you can change your behavior your feeling your thoughts and your beliefs in a way that would support the different results that you want to see in your life, right? And so if you want to make change fun and easy, you know, which is, I assume, something that you want, that's why you're watching this podcast now, You're that's why you're interested in, you know, what I'm talking about, make change fun and easy, how to stay calm in the face of adversity, right? calm and relaxed in the face of adversity. So you're definitely interested in this right So what beliefs can you must you have to actually support this outcome of being able to stay calm and relaxed in the face of adversity and in, uh, in, you know in, in creating this outcome of being able to experience making change as fun and easy. You know, what beliefs support that? Well, I'll tell you, if you believe that this universe is a hostile place, uh -uh. that belief does not support making change fun and easy. It just doesn't. And it doesn't support being able to stay calm and relaxed in the face of adversity either. So if you are to have any chance at all of being able to experience change as fun and easy, or being able to stay calm and relaxed in the face of adversity, you must realize, recognize, and believe that we live in a friendly universe, you know? So, if you believe in a loving, kind God, like I do, who, you know, not only loves me, theoretically but is actually actively present in the uh, loving way in my life like for me that that belief also allows me to believe that we yes of course i live in a friendly universe but if you don't believe in 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 that kind of a god or in god um uh, you know uh, in that way then then what evidence can you find that you live in a friendly universe. Well, you know, there's a lot of different evidences. I'm sure that, you know, you could find if you really look for them. So I want to encourage you to find a- as many different bits of evidence as you can find um, that help support the belief for you that you do live in a friendly universe i will just give you one example of of an evidence that i found for myself this was like decades ago when i was still a teenager and yes i was a teenager decades ago <laughs> you would be like what a lot of people think i'm I'm like maybe in my early 20s or something. And so how could it be decades ago (laughs) that I was a teenager? Well, I'm 39 years old. So it's been at least like, what, two decades? More than two decades since I was a teenager. But anyway, the point is, let's not digress. The point is, when I was a teenager, I was in a very different place in my life. I was actually very, very traumatized. I was, uh, you know, in the process of healing from the trauma of having experienced child sexual abuse. I mean, that healing process is in some ways, of course, never ending, always ongoing. But in my teenage years, um, I was not peaceful at all. You know, I was very much suffering still very much um, in the victim stage and trying to emerge from being the victim of child sexual abuse, you know. And so I I will say that my faith in, in God in those years was not as deep as it is now. I did not experience God as a ever-loving presence in my life at that time, Uh, you know, um, just because I was so unhappy, I was so traumatized. I was suffering so much, you know? So to think about God in that way, it was like a, wish, a dream. I wish I could experience God like that. I wish I could experience that kind of love. But that wasn't my reality uh, at that time, you know. So I had to find other things to give me comfort and to give me hope in my life. And one of the very first things that I found that gave me comfort and hope was reading books and I was a young person a teenager I wasn't reading books of deep philosophy or anything like that I wasn't that enlightened or that smart I was reading novels um, young adult novels and you know Um, trying to learn from the characters in the in the books that I was reading and one day I happened I I mean, now I see it as you know a a blessing from God God put this book uh, before me I picked it up it was the diary of Annie Frank so it was one of the very first um nonfiction books I ever read, or that I remember ever reading. Um, And it happened to be the Diary of Annie Frank. If you're not familiar with who Annie Frank is, Annie Frank was a teenager, a Jewish girl, who was uh, living during the era of the Second World War. And, because she was a Jew, of course, her family was being targeted by the Nazis. They were in Germany at the time. And in order to escape um, being, being caught and, you know, thrown into concentration camps and so forth, their family, her family had to go into hiding in this like little attic in a building, um, you know, that one of their friends um gave them refuge and and they were stuck there i can't remember exactly uh how long but i think it was like maybe a couple of years or something like that at least um sorry i forget the details i uh, you know read this when i was like i said a teenager decades ago but you know the the those details are not important anyway. The point is the what's the learning, you know, in this in this situation that, you know, gave me hope and um, gave me comfort. And so you can imagine, you know, being um in, in any situation, you know, where your family is literally being hunted and other people in your community have been caught and killed and tortured. And, you know, you have to live with that constant fear of, well, what if we get caught? And we might get caught any day, any moment. Anything can happen. You can't, you're, you're stuck in this like attic and you can't leave, you know, not even for, for a little while. You can imagine, especially for a, a young teenager, how traumatic that would be you know and it was very difficult for annie so you know uh, she writes in her diaries about the many challenges that she had to face in that um situation but she writes about so much more than that you know even in that situation she finds reasons to be happy reasons to be hopeful you know to to you know, like, she she manages to find love and peace, you know, in her life and in her heart. And even though the challenge that Annie was going through was so different from the challenge, the trauma that I was experiencing, but nonetheless, you know, there was... you know, something that really touched me about her story. The fact that she was so close to my own age um, at that time. The fact that, you know, she was also suffering. Uh, I mean, had to suffer so much, uh, like so much difficulty in her life. But she still managed to find hope and, and peace and joy and love you know, in her life, stuck in that, in that attic, um, that gave me hope, you know, that, hey, if Annie could go through the hardship, the trauma, the adversity that she went through, and find hope and love and peace and all that good stuff, then maybe I could too, you know? And then, that inspired me to find other biographies I searched for other other books other biographies like real life people like you know it's one thing um to read a, a fictional book right where the characters are fictional and you can sort of at one level you know learn from them and be inspired by them but there's a part of your mind that might still be like inclined to say oh they're not real people they're these characters in a book so of course you know they managed to (laughs) solve whatever problem it was and but i it's not that's not something that i can do i'm not like this character you know but annie was real she was a real girl you know and so i was like huh you know let me let me see like find other people that i could learn from real people uh who have been through difficult experiences who have been through traumas uh, as bad or even worse than what i have experienced and let me see if i can learn something from them about how they help themselves heal how they found hope and peace and so forth in their lives. And sure enough, you know, once I began to look for those examples, those stories, those those people that that you know that could inspire and teach me in that way, I started to find them everywhere. You know, in in, in my life and in, in so many more books that I, I started to find. And so you know, this is this is just one example of how you can find evidence in 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 your life um, that we do live in a friendly universe. You know, because and, and, and what's the the evidence in, over here? More specifically, it's it's our capacity to heal. You know, that we live in a universe where we humans have such an amazing capacity to heal from such deep deep traumas i mean think about you know like people who have experienced rape who have experienced other forms of abuse who who have lived through wars you know experienced torture who have uh, experienced starvation who have Experience severe debilitating illness, sickness, disease, you know, all kinds of things. And no matter what kind of scenario, situation, adversity you can think of, if you look, if you, if you, you know, if you really look, you will find people who have been able to overcome those adversities, who have been able to heal from those traumas and and been able to grow, you know, uh, into even better people, not despite having faced the adversity or the trauma that they did, but because they faced the adversity or the trauma that they did. And that's certainly very true in my case also. You know, I today live a life of immense peace in my life. I, you know, actually, when I was going through my happiness expert training, what did I mention I'm a happiness expert? That's right, I am. That's what got me into this work that I do now, you know, coaching, training, healing people around issues of, you know, how to be happy, how to make change fun and easy. so I wouldn't have gotten into this happiness expert work, I wouldn't have, um, you know, dedicated so many years, literally decades of my life to, to, you know, figuring out how I can cultivate inner peace and happiness, how I can eliminate suffering from my life, uh, you know, most, most people my age. They have very different priorities in their lives. They're thinking about very different things. They have very different goals. But my, because of the trauma that I experienced, the abuse that I experienced, because of how it impacted me in terms of creating the sense of great suffering in my life that I couldn't couldn't bear, um, I was like motivated. My whole life direction shifted. Uh, you know and I and I became obsessed almost <laughs> No, actually in some ways I was obsessed it's like I have to I have to figure this out I, I, I have to figure out how I can stop suffering I, I have to figure out how I can you know regain my peace and happiness you know and so because I became focused on on learning about this and achieving this goal for myself that I was actually able to achieve it. You know, and and to a point where not only have I now achieved it for myself, but now I'm actually able to help other people who are suffering, who have experienced trauma in their lives. I'm able to help them, um, you know, find healing and growth uh, and happiness and inner peace in their lives, and that gives me even more joy in my life. You know, so I am not happier and the trauma that i experienced i am this way because of the trauma that i experienced i'm almost done and i have to take a moment to plug my phone in because it's about to die (laughs) so yeah that's the main that's the main lesson actually that i i wanted to share um you know that it's not um Yeah, um, you know, yeah, yeah, that's it, that's the main lesson. And you know, if you're having a hard time finding those evidences, uh, or if you're still in the process of finding those evidences that this is, in fact, a friendly universe, in the meantime what can you do, right? While you, you know, really um, develop a deep belief in, in that, you know, you are in a friendly universe. In the meantime, just remind yourself, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. That was, that was another mantra that I learned, that I found immensely helpful in, in my life when um, I'm, I'm finding it difficult to be patient uh, in this more better way of, you know, the believer who realizes and recognizes that they're already in refuge, uh, in God's refuge. So while I'm struggling to recognize that, I can nonetheless still, at the very least, remind myself that this too shall pass. This too shall pass, right? And that gives me hope and that uh, gives me strength. All right, so I think um, we have been, I don't know how long we have been going, but thank you for staying all this time with me. Thank you for watching. If you have any questions or comments, please share them. If you found this uh, helpful to yourself, please like and share this uh, video with your friends on whatever platform you happen to be watching it on. And um, I will see you next week. And in the meantime, salam, shalom, namaste, sasriyakal, aloha, and hola.